More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by Haney University. Go there and sign up. Email address is all you need. Get my instructional videos that go out three times a week, haneyuniversity.com. You can also find all the information you need about getting golf lessons from me at my new studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona. So there you go, haneyuniversity.com. All right, joining me today, my good friend Rick Silverman, one of the best teachers I know. Rick and I grew up together, and we teach together now in uh, Arizona. And uh, Rick, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, we we were sitting out the at the uh, table, actually the dining room table, and we were having a little lunch, and we started talking about this uh, Super Golf League and Phil Mickelson. And I said, yeah, we got we got to go record this. I said, we're sitting here. This is all we're talking about is golf. I got we got to go record this. So this is a little conversation. I said, "Yeah, let's go record this, and, and let's a little, have a little conversation on this." So, you're following this super golf league thing. I yes. mean, like you follow everything golf. So, I mean, you know, and I do too. And I, you know, there's been so much stuff's been going on in this. Okay, like this has been. This was the premier golf league. And they're going to start these teams, and then it was the. Now it's the super golf league, or whatever, and. It's Greg Norman, and he's tied in with the Asian Tour. And the big thing about that is, is because it's tied in with the Asian Tour, they can figure out a way to get world ranking points so guys can be ranked. And then if you're ranked, then you got a, a way to play in the major championships. And that was a negative that they, they had trying to put this thing together. And there's all this money, and the money's coming from – Saudi Arabia, and then people are all bent out of shape about all their, you know, human rights stuff over there. So, like, how could you take that money? It's dirty money. They're trying to 
like uh, get into sports so they can whitewash, you know, all their atrocities. And I mean, I, I don't know about all that stuff. I mean, I, I, I I'm not, I don't really have a, like a, a super opinion. These guys are golfers, uh, you know, you know, show me the money and they're going to take it probably. I, I don't really fault somebody for not doing it because of their stand politically. And I don't really fault somebody for going and playing in Saudi Arabia and getting a big appearance fee either. I, I don't know. I mean, what, what, what do you, what, give me your thought on that. What, what is your, what's your opinion? What do you think? They're just golf pros. They're yeah. playing golf for a living. Yeah. Basketball players are playing for a living. Yeah. Baseball players, they travel all over. Mm. They've got minor leagues. They have professional leagues all over that they go and play in. I think you, as an as a as athletes go, you, you should try to keep it separate. You okay. know, try not to dip your toe in the politics and just yeah, go just, play your sport. Just play your sport. Yeah, I you know I, I I can I guess I can see a little bit of both sides, but I, I'm more on your side. Just it's just separate. I just a separate thing. I don't I don't know. You know, I don't know. Okay, so this thing's going, and and they're trying, you know, putting this this super golf league together, and it seems like they had a little momentum. The tournaments were over in Saudi Arabia. The the one uh, pro came out, and uh, what was his name? Uh, Hickok or something. I don't know. He was on a podcast, and he said there's 17 guys already committed, 17 top players already committed to the – Super Golf League. Super Golf League. Okay. So I immediately, you know, like most people I, I that follow golf, I went, I just got out my world golf ranking list. And I thought, okay, who could these 17 players be? Okay, who could they be? And certain guys have said no thanks to this. You know, Colin Morikawa said no thanks. Uh, John Rahm said no thanks. You know, they're making a lot of money. You know, they're young. Why, why, why do they want to go traveling, you know, the world? Although they said 10 of the tournaments were supposed to take place in the United States. But do they really, like, need a big check? You know, like, oh, I mean, $100 million is $100 million. That's a big check. Uh, there's some kind of signing bonus. Something. The rumor was they, they, get, they were offering Bryson DeChambeau like $130 million. So you got to think Rahm and everybody else were getting a, a similar offer. Absolutely. Okay. So, do they need you know? Do they need that money? How much money can they make on the tour? It's a lot of money, but that but they probably have more money than they're gonna know what you know. They they, they can't spend it. What are, what are you gonna spend it on? I mean, what what are you gonna do with? It? I mean, how much money do you need? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess everybody's motivated different ways. But I just started like looking down the list, and I thought, okay. You know, I'm going down here and I'm thinking, okay, Rom, no, Morikawa, no, Cantley's young, no, Hovland, young, no, Rory's already said no, okay, Dustin Johnson, you know, yeah, it's kind of, you know, a little bit older, uh, big payday, hadn't said anything. I thought, okay, he could be on the list. He could be a yes, possibly. Guaranteed Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's already in the Hall of Fame. Got the statistics for that. The you know the career 
reputation for that. Okay, he could be he could be a guy, but then he came out and said, you know, I think I don't know if the tour like twisted his arm and said, hey, you got to say something. But he came out and said, I'm I'm PGA Tour. Bryson DeChambeau, they, they, they like I thought, okay, he's a guy, he could be. I said, I'm thinking to myself, no way, Justin Thomas is doing it. And, you know, no, you know, I, I just I'm thinking, no way. So you know, I knew he was out. So I thought, okay, we haven't heard from DJ, we haven't heard from. Bryson DeChambeau are there, although they've kind of, you know, been rumors that they were in, but then they both came out and said they're out. They're out. Well, I would say that what transpired over the last couple of days with Phil would certainly give. Yeah, no, that, give you, you think some that pause. blew the whole thing up? Yeah, we certainly gave some players some pause. What's yeah. going on? Who, I, who? Okay, here's some other guy. Okay, I'm gonna go down the list. Okay, who could it? Who could it? Who could these seventeen have been? DJ Bryson, but they're both out now. Uh, Louis Oosthuizen, I'm like, eh. he's won one tournament on the PGA Tour. I mean, he's 13th ranked in the world. They offer him a big, big paycheck. I don't know what. I mean, maybe he would take it. Uh, Spieth, no way. There's no way he's taking it. Kepka, I thought, you know what? There's a chance for Kepka, but then Kepka came out and said, no way, I'm out. You know, then I saw like Tony Finau. I'm thinking down, you know, down here. Okay, he's won two tournaments on the PGA Tour. I mean, maybe if he got a huge check, he might. You know, I, Daniel Berger. And I started, you know, thinking like, okay, who are, who are, who could they get? I mean, Patrick Reed. I mean, maybe uh, Paul Casey. Maybe uh, I don't know. I mean, would Kevin Nod do it? I mean, these are the you know, these are they're twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eighth players in the world. I mean, they, like who who could they get? I mean, I don't know what Jason Day do. I mean, Lee Westwood kind of sounded like he was in. Mickelson sounded like he was in, but Mickelson's fifty one years old, and Westwood's you know right up there too. You know, Tommy Fleetwood. He's never won on the U.S. tour. Maybe he would take the the money. Would Justin Rose take the money? He's he's down to forty fourth in the world. Could he take the money? Would Adam Scott do it? Adam Scott talked about how the schedule was, you know, pretty advantageous, and he's got two kids and everything. Maybe he, maybe he would do it. Shane Lowry, you know, he he's, he won that Open Championship, but other than that, I mean, would he take a big check? I mean, I, you know, he might. Bubba Watson, you know, he's he's fifty third in the world. I mean, he's you know, he's kind of already. You know, done his deal. It seems like for the most part. I don't know if he's Hall of Fame. He's close. You know, I mean, I think he could probably be in there. He's got a couple majors. I mean, what? But you know, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter. They talking about Ian Poulter. I mean, like, who who do they really have? And that's what I started thinking. I think like they got to get they got to if they had DJ and they had Bryson DeChambeau. And maybe they could get a Patrick Reed, you know, Adam Scott. Although, you know, these guys are like most of these guys, Paul Casey, these guys are kind of past their deal. I, I, they, they didn't have – who were these 17 people? I don't know. There's only one that comes to mind that, that has really been hurting world rankings, and that's Fowler. Yeah, okay, Ricky Fowler. He could he, – you know, maybe would he take the money? I mean, but my gosh, how much money has that guy made? So many endorsements. It's got to be incredible. So what would would he? I mean, that'd just be kind of conceding that I'm just all about the money. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know who the 
17 wars. So as soon as they said that, and they had that, that big you know deal came out, and then all of a sudden things started, like it's like the tour got going, and they started really pushing and trying to get everybody to say, no, I'm out, because everybody was speculating that this could be one of the 17. And then they got a statement from, you know, Rory, of course, he's already had a statement. Boy, does he like to talk. Whew, man, he's a spokesman for golf, isn't he? Pretty much. He was ripping into Mickelson. Jeez. So we're, we're going to get into the Mickelson comments. But, uh, whew. And then, you know, they had the statement from DJ and Bryce and DeChambeau and, you know, pretty much, every, you know, everybody. I mean, it seems like that thing's kind of like, kind of like dead in the water, but. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't see it, it happening. But but here's one of my thoughts on that. There aren't really that many, like, really well-known needle movers, like none, okay, on the PGA Tour right now. I mean, with Tiger on the shelf, Mickelson's pass is, is prime. You look at the top guys. I mean, Spieth. I'm talking about like can move the needle a little bit. Spieth. Uh, I don't know. Bryson DeChambeau. I think, you know, he pe- people find him interesting. Justin Thomas can move it. You think he moves it a little bit? Uh, what about Rory? Does he, does, you know, he move it? Not for me. Okay. Not for you. Uh, so how many guys really can't lead? Does he move it? <laughs> no. no. Come on. He doesn't move it. So who moves it? Does Rahm's the best player in the world? Does he move the needle? He hasn't been. No, I don't think I don't think there's anybody that moves the needle. So it's all uh, Roy McRoy called this this super golf league like the almost champion tour league or something. Okay, because he's t- kind of referring to Westwood and Poulter and Phil. That's an obvious dig at those guys because those were three guys that were rumored to be in on this thing. But when you think about it. Like back in the day when the Champions Tour first got started, and they had Gary Player, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, you know that Lee Trevino. Those kind of those guys kind of had like as much or more appeal than the PGA Tour did. And then Tom Watson comes out there. Yeah, Tom Watson. Hale Irwin comes out yeah. there. So. Is that like a – I don't think that would be necessarily a bad strategy by the this Super Golf League if they got these older players that were, you know, past their golfing prime greatness, but they're still great players, and they get them because people know about them. I mean, what if, the, what if this Super Golf League was kind of like that? What if it was not the top players, but it was – better known players that were past the top. Like, like, like Rory said, almost champions tour. So these guys had the super golf league and it was for pretty much for players that were 40 something to, you know, 52 or something. That might not be that bad. Bernhard Langer is 64. He just wins. Yeah. He's still, he's still active. He's in Exactly. The Champions Tour is supported by the PGA Tour. 
there's a few great tournaments on the championship. They don't have a, like a super full schedule. You know, the purses of, you know, they're, they're not like super growing. They're, they, 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 that's, that, that tour is kind of, I, I don't know how they, they even, without the support of the PGA Tour, that, that, that's probably not even a tour. Maybe the the Super Golf League deal is a uh, you know it, it's it's it is that it's it's like before you you know you're past your prime but you're you're now you've built up a name you're well known. There's quite a few of those guys. I mean, if you look at guys that are better known and guys that have won majors, there's there's a lot of guys in that in that list. I mean, if you go down and you know you, you get outside. You know, say you get outside the the top thirty or whatever. You know, you got, and I'm not saying these guys would all do it, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you know, guys that you've heard of, and even if they haven't won a major, but you know, like Paul Casey and you know Webb Simpson and uh, you know uh, Lee Westwood and Phil Mickelson and you know Fleetwood and and Justin Rose and Adam Scott and. Shane Lowry and Sergio Garcia. These are all guys that are Bubba Watson. These are all guys that are far down on the the list, you know, but they're better known. They're better known than, than a lot of, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think more people would go watch them than they're going to go watch, you know, Victor Hovland and Xander Shoffley. You know, maybe I'm, 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 I'm wrong, but, but people know their names. They have some name recognition, I mean, Jason Day's 88th in the in the in the world. He hasn't played, you know, good for a long time. If they threw him a you know a, a, a check for the guy's hurt all the time and whatever, he doesn't have to play as many rounds, doesn't have to play as many tournaments. He's got a a big family, and they throw him a check for you know 75 million, and they say, here, come here and sign up. I mean, God, you'd have to consider it, wouldn't you? Absolutely, and there's a transition from every tour player. Rory's talking now. He's in his what mid thirties. Yeah. Well, in six years, he's gonna be. He's not gonna be top ten player. No. So you gotta be careful who you're who you're talking bad right, about because right, right. eventually you're gonna be in there. And there's gonna be guys who are forty plus years old that are five, six, seven years away from the Champions Tour. Yeah. And they're gonna be lucky to be top hundred. Yeah, and and yet they're they've they've had a name they've they've had you know people know who they are so i maybe that was their strategy maybe that's their strategy all along but they got some kind of strategy they're not just thinking this super golf league and greg norman in this deal they're not just thinking hey we can you know steal all the top 10 players in the world like when rory made the comedy he says well who do they got they don't have anybody this thing's dead in the water that's what he said uh you know all the top players are playing here yeah all the top players are playing on the pga tour but they're not the best known players Certainly not in Europe. No, no, they're not. A lot so, of great players are playing on the European tour. You've got Ian Poulter. Yeah. Who he's known throughout all of Europe. Bernard yeah. Longer from Germany. Yeah. You've got Ernie Els. Yeah, they're they're champion tour players, but uh, those last couple guys, but they're still better known. They're better known than than you know most the other players. On you know, I mean. I mean, Scotty Scheffler's number nine in the world. He's won one tournament. Maybe that's their maybe that's their formula. I don't know. But now things have changed, and who knows if they got any chance? I want to get into the whole Mickelson deal. We're going to talk about about that next. We'll take a little break. We'll come back and, t- and talk about that because I know I, and like some people are like 
Hank, what do you think about this? So I got to, and I know Ricky got some thoughts on that too. So, I mean, Mickelson's getting, he just got, oh my God, he got lambasted. I mean, he just got killed. Oh, he got killed. And now he's like, he's apologizing and everything. Oh boy. I mean, he just, he just took it on the chin. Whoo boy. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of people have no sympathy for him whatsoever. Rory doesn't, that's for sure, the things he said about him. But, you know, hey, uh, it is what it is. But we'll talk about that next when, when we come back. All right. Uh, HaneyUniversity.com. Sign up for my instructional videos right there. They go out three times a week. And VoodooPainRelief.com, where you can get your free Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you've got muscle soreness, if you've got arthritis pain, if you've got joint pain, whatever it is, the Voodoo Pain Relief Cream will definitely 100% help. Go and check out the reviews on the website, and you'll see what I mean. And it's free. So, I mean, I don't know what else I can do, but give you a free offer to try it, and then... See how it works. And uh, you know what? It'll work good. So when it does, uh, you'll be back for, for more like everybody else who orders it time and time and time again. VoodooPainRelief.com. Go check it out. All right. We'll be right back. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of 
Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. It, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Rick, I don't know where to start on the a whole Phil Mickelson thing, but let's go back and, and, and talk a little bit about his uh, comments that got this whole thing going at first. He, he went on and he talked about how, you know, the PJ Tour uh, is greedy and they've got, uh, they own the access to the media rights and the players don't get it and, um, you know, there's, all this money there and you know Jay Monahan is the commissioner and you know he seems like a nice guy but he'll, he'll never do what's right unless uh you know he gets pressured and, and as, as soon as Mickelson came out and said all this like everybody started like you know this guy's they go on the whole this guy's made this you know much money they rallied the troops and they go this is guys made this much money on the PGA tour and he's made this much money off the PGA tour and he's talking about greed and I don't, Phil Mickelson is is not alone in his opinions on this there's a lot of players that have voiced an opinion not as strongly as Phil Mickelson about a lot of the things about the PGA Tour. You have to understand, the PGA Tour is the only professional association that doesn't have a player's representation. They have a little board, okay, that you know goes in and meets, but they don't have a player's association. Like baseball has a player's association, and they negotiate everything. Football has a player's association. Basketball has a players' association. Hockey has a players' association. Golf doesn't. Golf has a little, you know, committee, advisory committee that they try to keep everybody happy with. And as a result, and I've seen, I've because I've you know spent you know thirty five years on you know, with guys on tour, and I hear all the comments. I hear what everybody says. I you know I, I I'm not naive to this whole situation. And there's a lot of things that guys don't like about way, the way the PGA Tours run. They just don't. And they feel like they don't have much say-so, and they don't feel like they have any recourse. And they call them independent contractors, and then they have to get a release if they want to go play somewhere else. There's no guaranteed money on the PGA. You know, you make it on the PGA Tour, and all that does is that, yeah, that just gets you uh, to – you know, it just gets you the right to go out there and spend money on your travel expenses and, and everything else. Uh, you know, there's there's nothing that that the the tour has that gives players like the real a real say so like these other sports have. Right. They, as we were just mentioning, they uh, most of the other sports have collective bargaining. Right. Where the players' association have representatives that will bargain with owners of the league, uh, the, 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 
person who runs it mm -hmm. for the owners. Right. And being the PGA Tour is basically the owner. Yeah. They really just have, uh, uh, the players just have an extremely small voice. Yeah, it's just a dictatorship is what it pretty much is. And, and, and that's what it's always been. But, you know, these guys make a lot of money and, you know, you don't really have any other choice. And you, you know, keep your mouth shut and you do it. Except when you're Phil Mickelson, who's, you know, doesn't mind voicing his opinion. And now he's made a lot of money through his career. And he's kind of toward the end of his career. He is toward the end of his career. And, you know, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to speak up. And he spoke up and man, did he speak up when he got killed? He's just getting, he just got absolutely smoked. Th things like this have happened with the PGA in, in, in the past as well. You had uh, PGA tour commissioner, Dean Beeman. Yeah. And he went after one particular manufacturer because of their grooves right. definition. And he wanted to destroy Ping just because they had U-shaped grooves instead of V-grooves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it went to litigation. Big lawsuit. Yeah. Big lawsuit, which was pushed by the other manufacturers because Ping was picking up a market share. Mm -hmm. So there's always voices out there that are that are pushing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, well, that ended up being a lawsuit against, what was the lawsuit? It was against the USGA, I think, yeah. It was against Dean Beeman and the PGA Tour wanting to... Um, yeah, but they sued, they ended up suing the USGA. USGA, yeah. Because, but it was pushed, Dean Beeman is the guy. He was he was pushing the, the he, he, he was the one who was pushing the uh, USGA is what you're saying. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's always been that way on the PGA Tour. I mean, they're just, uh, you know, they're they're a organization that, you know, they they've run roughshod over everybody. That's just that's just what what they do. And Mickelson, you know, spoke up, and then you know, people just got on him. He, how could he talk about greedy and look how much money he's made because of golf and the PGA Tour and oh boy. And then then he made the so then everybody thought, okay, he's He's gonna he's gonna jump ship and go to this super golf league, but then, you know, he, he everybody like backlashed about his comments, and then he then he came with okay, well I'm just I'm just you know saying this because that's the only way anything's ever gonna get changed on the PGA tour, and that's the only way you know they're going to react as if they get pressure. So that's why I'm saying this. And that was kind of, kind of that became his, his stance, which I'm sure some of that was, is true because he's thinking, okay, either this is going to pressure him to change or I'm going to take the money and go to that other thing, that other league. Okay. So that's probably pretty accurate, but you know, that didn't go over good either. And then right when it looks like he's getting ready to, to uh, you know, jump ship and take a big check. This uh, supposedly uh, off the record comments come out. See this Alan Shipnick. He he did a uh, he did a book. It's it's not out yet, but he did a book on Phil Mickelson. It's an unauthorized biography, and I guess he talked to Phil at, at some point, and Phil made these comments about the. The Saudis, 
Okay, how you know they're scary people, and you know they've killed people, and you know you can't trust them, and you you know better you know better watch out. And and yet he was like kind of Mickelson was getting ready to go do this deal with them seemingly, and then he now he's now he's pissed off everybody. You know the tour his his fellow tour players they're all after him. You know Roy McIlroy just brutalized him, and uh, and then you know. Every pretty pretty much everybody that's been asked about it, brutalized. And now he's just like had to, you know, like totally, like backtrack the whole thing. And you know, he talked about how the PJ Tour was sitting on all this money, you know, and and their nonprofit organization, and you know it, 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 he had all these beefs but now everybody's like rallied to the defense of the PJ Tour and Mickelson is the guy that uh you know his reputation is just getting just it's been trashed honestly i i like i like Phil Mickelson so i, I you know and i'm not i don't i don't mind saying that and i you know i applaud him for kind of standing up for what he you know, thinks or, you know, or what he feels. And, you know, he said some, some stuff that people aren't going to, going to like, but he didn't commit a crime and he didn't get arrested. He didn't hurt anybody. You know, it's, it's, it's like, I mean, he voiced his opinion and very strongly. I, I don't know. I mean, other players have done it. Aaron Rodgers kind of did that in football, didn't he? I mean, a lot of athletes do it. Other athletes do it. I don't think you you can um, you can act. I, I don't buy into the idea that the PGA Tour made Phil Mickelson a lot of money. Phil Mickelson made himself a lot of money. I I agree with that. He's the one that had to go out there and win and beat everybody and compete against Tiger Woods and compete against everybody else yeah. and win and. What he did for himself, he did. The PGA Tour didn't do it. Right. They they were an avenue that held tournaments. You could say that he helped build part of the PGA Tour to what it is today, just like Nicholas did, Palmer, Tiger. He had a hand in it. He was a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So to condemn him for speaking his mind because he was... He made all this money, and he's got a kowtow to the PGA Tour because it allowed him to make all this money. I don't, bu- I don't buy into that. You don't believe it? I don't buy into that. No, I don't either. He, he made some comments that are strong and really strong, and you know, people are going to s- see his out of line. And you know, he attacked the, you know, the big, big bad, uh, you know, corporation. But yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you on that. I just, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I, he's, he's coming out on the bad end of this now. He's losing his endorsements. He's, you know, been, you know, he's hurt. You know, a lot of players think he's ruined his legacy. I, I don't know. I think, I think time heals a lot of stuff. Like I said, he didn't commit any crime. Uh, I don't know how, you know, a lot of these players that are speaking out against Phil, I mean, they didn't probably like him anyways. Uh, you know, he's done a lot of great things for golf. He's done a lot of great things for a lot of people, you know, because of his, his golf. And, you know, he, he's, 
he's a, a, a guy that's good for the game of golf. Now, maybe this isn't good what he said for the PGA Tour. It's certainly distracted. It's certainly, yeah, it's probably, you know, has hurt the other players. It's hurt the sponsors. It's hurt, you know, I mean, there's no doubt about that. But he's he's getting paid, you know, he, he's he's paying for it. I mean, he, he, he got... Uh, he got dumped by KPMG, which is, you know, that's the sponsor that's always been on his hat. Um, his con- That contract got canceled. Amstel Light is another contract he had. They've permanently ended, they've ended their, con- their uh, contract, so he's lost that. His other sponsor is Workday, and... You know he th- that one they haven't made a you know comment on yet. Callaway hasn't really made a comment. He's been with Callaway for a long time. See, one of the things that happens when these contracts get canceled, it's like these companies they're going to run and hide. You know they're going to say, "Oh, we're with you," and then they're going to just see how bad the storm is. When they say we're with you, that doesn't mean anything. Count that as meaning nothing. They're with you until they see how bad the storm is. If the storm gets bad, they're out of there. No apologies, they're out of there. So some of them jump right away. And then other ones, it's the same thing all the time with every one of these athletes that gets in some kind of trouble. I mean, I know about this. And they, and they, you know, they, they say, oh, yeah, we'll, you know, don't worry, we'll be with you, whatever. And then they're like, we're just they're just seeing how bad the storm is, how bad the flooding is, how bad the destruction is, how bad the tornado damage is. That's all. They, and then we'll then we'll see. Well, we're going to see how bad this is once the, the dust clears, and when we we analyze the situation here, then we'll then we'll decide whether we're going to head for the hills. But they also use it as a way to kind of you know get out of things. You know, like let's say, oh man, we're paying this guy a lot of money, and you know what we could do? <laughs> we're a little over budget here this year. Hey, let's just. Uh, Here's a way to get back uh, good. Let's just get rid of this guy right now. You know, a previous CEO made the decision. I'm just saying there's there's a lot more that goes to it than, you know, just just the immediate reaction to these things. But no doubt he's been hurt by this. And and he's, you know, and then he had to issue this uh apology and it was it was quite an apology. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about about that. I mean, that was, uh, he he came with like some serious apology, which I I I, I gotta say I, I I was I guess he had to. Everybody says he had to. Now, do you think that uh, he the critic being criticized was because of his stand on against the PGA Tour or the fact that it was Saudi Arabia? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, it's just the PGA Tour because everybody backlashed on him and you know here's the thing there's a lot of players that have been talking about this saudi arabia tour this super golf league a lot of players have been talking about this and they're all kind of like yeah i think i'm gonna do it yeah i think i'm gonna do it you know agents are talking players are talking yeah they're thinking this guy's thinking about doing it this guy's thinking about doing it this guy's thinking about doing it uh, we don't like this about the PGA Tour. We don't like that about the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, here's guaranteed money. Here's a big check. Here's, uh, you know, you, n- no cut tournaments. Uh, you know, automatic paydays. 
uh, only have to play this many tournaments in a year. You know, uh, the tour's got all this money. You know, why aren't they, you know, more forthright with what they're, where it all goes? Uh, why are we paying to supplement the buy.com tour or whatever it's called, Corn Ferry? Why are we paying so much money to supplement the, 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 champions tour when it loses money why you know why do we why do we have so many tournaments in a year why don't we have, why do we start counting fedex cup points at the big you know at the wraparound season uh you know it's just it's just there's so many things they don't like and you know why don't we have an off season why don't we you know this and that you know just why don't we get more say so and all these things and they're all talking and then all of a sudden you know it starts to you know the 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 wind starts blowing the other way, and and then here's Mickelson out there all by himself, dangling in the wind, dangling in the wind, and he's out there all by himself. Like he's not the only one that had these thoughts. He's not the only one that's had these comments, uh, but he's the only one that said them. And and uh, you know when when the the shit hit the van, there ain't nobody there with him. He's just all alone. And now it's like. He's got to offer the apology. I was reckless. I offended people. I'm deeply sorry for my choice of words. I'm beyond disappointed. I'll make every effort to self-reflect and learn from this. And, you know, I mean, it. it he probably took it too far, you know. He, I don't know. I'm not sure why he needed to say all that stuff. Just if you got, you got a good offer, take it. You know, like, like you know, Kepka said, hey, if you, if you got a good offer and you want to take it, take it. I was surprised with the with the blowback from the other players. You were, yeah. Well, there are they're defending their, uh, you know. It's just as easy to be able to say uh, I don't have very much comment on it, but I Phil's been a great yeah. player, and he's 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 his own man. He can make his own decisions. Yeah, boy, they didn't say that. They didn't say that. No, no doubt about it. You know, the thing is, is he's kind of always been a little bit of a you know out there by himself. Mickelson, Norman was that way. So maybe, you know, that's why, you know, they're probably, you know, two guys kind of thinking thinking alike here. If I was a PGA Tour player, I'd be nervous. Yeah. Because you step out of line and you see what can happen to well, you. Well, I think they've shown that they're not going to step out of line, though. They're, they've, 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 this puts everybody in line. That's exactly what it is. You think so? He, put, he puts everybody in line. He, everyone's yeah, they're on all the line same now. page. Oh, they're all in line now. They're on they're, the PGA. They, 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 nobody's stepping out of line now. I, I remember when I was uh, back in the early days, back in the eighties. Yeah, being at a club, the majority of places that you could buy merchandise and products were at Greengrass Operations, private country clubs. They did have some sports stores, but most of it was PGA-run private country clubs. Now, the PGA Tour back then, back in the 80s, started to get into golf courses. So basically, that organization that had its members, they started competing against its members. Right. It was so unfair. And there were voices all over the PGA members. Right. And basically, the tour said, you shut up, we're doing what we want to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things Mickelson said, well, first he had to apologize for what he said about the, you know, Saudis. He said, I apologize for anything I said that was taken out of context. Well, I don't know about 
I don't know about the context, but uh, he said he talks about the people that he's worked with are visionaries, and they've been only been supportive, and they love golf and share my drive to make the game better. You know, I mean, so he's kind of trying to apologize to them. I don't know how he's going to get out of what he said about them, though. You know, when he said <laughs> that you know can't trust them and they're scary people and this and that. It, it you know, he's I'm sure he was referring to other people that were Saudis, but. You know, it kind of all got bundled into the same thing. But anyway, then he, he he goes on to say, golf desperately needs change, and real change is always preceded by disruption. That's pretty true. That is very true. I think golf does need real change. I mean, in my opinion, I'm talking about, like, professional golf. I think it needs real change. I think I don't think it can just keep going like it's going. There's just too many things that need to be changed. Now, you know what? I think what's going to happen is because of all this, there's going to be real change. And there's going to be real change. There's already been real change. They put more money in the FedEx Cup playoffs. They put more money in bonus pools for top players. They're talking about having more tournaments that don't have a cut. So, in other words, guaranteed income. Okay. They're talking about changing the wraparound season so that you have tournaments in the fall, but they don't count toward the FedEx Cup points so that all these players that are, you know, lower on the rankings that are all playing in the fall, they get all their points. And then the players that are the top players that want to take a little time off, they're already behind the eight ball. So they're talking about changing that. They're also talking about the possibility of doing some kind of a team thing, which is basically stealing what these other guys have been putting together. They're going to do some kind of a team thing in the fall too. So that's that's another another change. They're at they added money to this. Uh, PIP thing, which is, you know, the the whole social media thing. And, you know, you get a bonus for being out there. Okay. So they added more money to that. They're up in the purses tremendously. They got plenty of money. Plenty of money. So they're up in the purses a lot more. So that's a change. I mean, there's a lot of things that are coming out of this. And the reason it's, the reason this is happening is because they have the threat of competition. And the threat of competition, along with players that were seemingly getting ready to jump ship, that is fueled, and that has fueled the, the, the you know, wins for change. That's, what, that's what's happened. So now what's going to happen is there's going to be change for the better and the guy that's getting killed is Mickelson. Yeah, it seems like Mickelson's the only one falling on the sword. Yeah, he's he's definitely falling. On. Now, you know, people will say, well, he deserves it and he said stupid stuff and this, you know. Yeah, he did. He said some stupid stuff for sure, but I don't know. You know, the good, um, the good that he has done is far away anything stupid he could say. Yeah, he's, he's he's been good for the game. He's been good for charities. You're a Phil fan. I like Phil. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Phil too. 
I, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm still a Phil fan. I'm going to be a Phil fan. You know, it, uh, it, it's just, that's kind of the way it is though. Sometimes, isn't it? Guys fall on the sword. I don't, I don't think they want to fall on the sword, Yeah, but they're pushed into the sword. Yeah. He's, and, he definitely pushed. And, and there's a lot, lot more pushing going on, Phil. I have seen very few in in the media and players be supportive of Phil. None. None. I don't know anybody because they're scared to. You know, he's he's like, boy, don't do that. You know, you'll really get, then you'll get hammered. But everybody shuts up and he's just left there alone to take it all. Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. It's, you know, the good thing is things are going to change. Uh, that's a positive, no doubt about it. Things are, things are already changed, like I said, and they, but they're going to change more. And, you know, hopefully, yeah, Mixon's toward the end of his career anyways. I mean, he's, he's made plenty of money. Uh, you know, he's, he, he, and he'll, he'll figure something out because, you know, and, and you know what, if he, somebody's going to look and say, Hey, this guy's been great for golf. He's a, you know, he, he's a good person, you know, and, and he's going to, you know, he, he's going to get sponsorship or whatever. If he, if he wants it or needs it or whatever, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll rebound. I think, I mean, I, I, I really do. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's may take him a little while, but cause he just got hammered. I don't, I don't think that his fans are going to leave him in droves like his peers. Okay. Good point. I I I I would agree with that. I I don't think I don't think he's like pissed off his fans. Absolutely, and the sponsors are responding to what the peers in the media are doing, not necessarily his fans saying, "Oh, I'm not going to buy this if Phil endorses it." Or, I'm not going to buy. Well, that. I think they're I think they're responding to the fact that they have a relationship with the PGA Tour, and when they dump him, it's because you know they're saying, "Well, we." St- even after Phil, it's like it's like saying like we want a relationship with the PGA Tour because it's good for our company. We want a relationship with the PGA Tour, and if you know Phil's our endorser, but if Phil got hit by a, a run over by a bus tomorrow, we would still want to do something with the PGA Tour. Well, Phil kind of got run over by a bus, <laughs> so so that's what they're saying, you know. Okay, he got run over by a bus, but we still want to be with the PGA Tour. That's pretty much what what the deal was. I I don't think his fan fan base is going to go down. People in Arizona love Phil. Wherever he goes, yeah, people love Phil. They love to watch him. And a lot of people aren't. People don't read about you know, like people don't read about golf. A lot of people don't even know too much about this story. Like if you ask the average golfer, you know. If you ask the average golfer, do you know Phil Mickelson? Everybody say yes. If you ask the average golfer, hey, t- hey, do you hear what everything that's going on about Phil Mickelson? They'd say no. Well, what's going on about Phil Mickelson? Where's he playing this week? Yeah, they wouldn't know. They they would they would know, but sponsors do. So you know, you, I don't know how much money you make off having. You make money off having fans because when you have fans, sponsors want to attach to you because you have a following. And that's why he'll probably, you know, it, 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 in some period of time, he'll get he'll get a uh, sponsorship back. He'll, he'll get sponsorships. John Daly is a classic example. Good he, point. He lost almost everything. Yeah. But the people loved him, and he got yeah. all of his endor- a lot of his endorsements. Yes. Yeah, so, some some sponsors going to be out there thinking, man, 
Phil's still got a ton of fans. Phil's got incredible name recognition, even more so now than he had before. Uh, you know, the theory, you know, any press is good press. And you know what? Uh, we can uh, we can attach to him at a big discount. And so he'll he'll and he'll definitely be on his best behavior when he when he when he comes back. So you know, so somebody'll do do something with it. But we'll see what happens. It's going to be it. It. I think it's done. I, I think the uh, I think the the pre the Super Golf League is done. What do you, I think it's done. I think it's over. I don't I don't think they're that they're going to grab any top fifty players from the PGA Tour. Their only hope is that if they're going to continue with it, yeah, like. Greg Norman will. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a t- he holds on to stuff. He yeah. and he has never gotten along with the PGA Tour. Um, in his career, he was always at odds with them. So there might be something that's in that for seniors in forty range. Yeah, the, the senior tour is about a third, a quarter of what the PGA Tour is making, and how many guys are. Uh, then on the senior tour, are actually playing on the regular tour. Yeah. Mickelson, he kind of torpedoed the whole thing with all his comments. Yep. You know, he made the big comment about the PGA Tour, then he made the big comment about, you know, that was, you know, off the record supposedly, but that came out about the Saudis and more about the PGA Tour. And, and that just torpedoed the whole, the whole thing. And anybody that was getting ready to jump ship kind of said, whoa, I better not jump this ship quite now because it's the ship's in trouble and the new ship's in trouble. I better stay on this ship. And now the whole thing is, is looks like it's just like, I mean, they, they, if they keep going, I mean, they're going to get like, I mean, who are they going to get? They're going to have next to nothing out there. Maybe they start with next to nothing and they build their build their way up. Maybe they got so much money. Hey, we'll start with next to nothing. We don't have to pay this guy a hundred million. We're just gonna we'll pay this guy a little and this guy a little and this guy. We can get some guys to jump ship. I don't know. Or maybe it just you know, they they regroup and it, it comes again. But I think by the time they regroup and it comes again, the PJ Tours stolen all their ideas. This happened to Norman before, Rick. He was the one that wanted the, a world golf tour. This is this is just a rerun right here. It was a world golf tour, and they took that and they started the world golf events, okay, the world golf championships, and they took a lot of Norman's ideas and then they fended off Norman's threat. When he was had this whole idea before, and he had the whole thing funded and everything, he had this whole idea before. This is years ago. They started the World Golf Championships. They fended off Norman. Now here's Norman back again. They were just getting ready to launch this thing. Seemingly, they, they were talking about how they're going to have all the big announcements during the Players Championship. So we're talking just like a month away, and then all the comments come out. And don't you think? Jay Monahan, the PJ Tour is is uh, he he doesn't like Phil anyways. Obviously, they don't like one another. He doesn't like Phil, and now Phil's like damaged himself, torpedoed the the thing. Oh, man, they're doing backflips. Well, if, he, if he's damaged himself with the PGA Tour, and 
he is uh, persona non grata there. Yeah. He might take the money. You think he's, he might take the money? I, I wonder if the money's still out there. I bet the, uh, he, he pissed them off too, though. He's Phil Mickelson. That'll be interesting. Wow. If the money's still there, would he take it? That's a question. That's a, that's a good question. And will a lot of other players that are on the twilight of their PGA Tour career needing to get ready for this for the Champions Tour? But why? But you think? Uh, I mean, would he apologize if he was going to take the money? I guess he would. Why not? I'll just apologize. Then I'll take the money. That's a good question. I wonder if he would would. I wonder if the money's still there. That's a question for him. Obviously, it was okay. I wonder if the money's still there for him, and then I wonder if now he just says, well, I got nothing left. I might as well take it. It's possible. On, on, the, on the PGA Tour, I mean, on the Champions Tour, the top earners are, what, making two, two and a half million yeah. for the season? Yeah. And they offer, they're offering yeah, you don't you know, get much endorsements for, you know, a, a Champions Tour player. Right. Yeah, it's nothing. So, so yeah. $75 million, $100 million? <laughs> if you get a lot of that up front? The, the, that was a bonus deal. The, 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 they had purses on top of that. Right. These guys were going to make a lot of money on this thing. They're, they've got a lot of money. Oil prices are high. Lots of well, money out there. Well, that's true, too. That's a good point. All right. We'll, we'll keep following it. That's good. Good discussion. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me. That's uh, that's fun. Glad to be here. Man, alive. It... Uh, this, this story just keeps going and going and going, but it seems like it's simmering down now. I think they, they, they won these battles, the tour did, for sure. And uh, Mickelson's the loser. That's uh, kind of the way it is, kind of the way it goes. All right, uh, hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get the podcast, and we'll be there every day with the Hank Haney podcast. Hit, the, uh, hit up the uh, Haney University site to find out information on my lessons and... Uh, VoodooPainRelief.com to find out how you can get your free Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Definitely be something that will help you. All right. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank Kenny Podcast. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.